The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! No, don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's Sports and Talk. Hope you all are having a wonderful night. I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking right now or not, but I started uh, to talk and John didn't interrupt me, so I'm going to continue talking until he Even potentially if I interrupts me. Interrupt you, you're going to continue talking. When has that ever stopped you? Uh, let's just be crystal clear on that, Road Dog. Oh, there's been plenty of times where you have talked and, and we stop and listen. When you talk. Nice All fade of out of the music there, Colwell. Just came to an abrupt <laughs> end right there. You, know, you put me in charge of this. What do you music expect? Music over. <laughs> music over. Well, if you're paying attention, I think you've heard all three voices of the show so far tonight. So I don't think we need to do the roll call. It's the first time we've been back uh, on air due to some scheduling conflicts for a few weeks. And it's the first time that all three of us have been together in a very long time. Yeah, Gillespie's uh, been out for season. dinner with the Bulldogs every weekend, so it's been weird. <laughs> he goes to dinner and just tweets p- pictures of bacon. Yeah, bacon-wrapped shrimp. Not just bacon. Well, bacon, too, but bacon-wrapped shrimp uh, is shrimped? is the go-to bacon-wrapped at shrimp? Hilltop Grill. If you are ever in Athens, Hilltop Grill, bacon-wrapped shrimp. And in the back, John is correct, they have a huge mound of bacon that they cook up, it is uh, delicious. And Hilltop, Hilltop, what is it? Hilltop Bakery, Hilltop Grill, Hilltop Grill. You could sponsor the finishing move, and we <laughs> could right, do Chris. the show live from there every Sunday. Sundays during pay per views only, we would do the show live. That's right. Somebody call Chris Lloyd right now and tell him that we could the finishing move at uh, Hilltop Grill every Sunday for pay per views. We and on, we can work for food, honestly. Let's just be honest. We'd really just work. For we would be overpaid. The food is that good there. Well, you'd be overpaid. You'd, <laughs> you'd eat them out of most of their inventory. Man, it has been a while. Um, I, there's been so much since the last time, not only since we were all together, but even just since we've been on the air. Uh, g- give me something uh, that has just jumped out to you guys over the last few weeks and that you maybe have really enjoyed. I'll go first to give you some time uh, to think about it. But I'm going to say I really enjoyed the revival, I guess we can call it, of Halloween Havoc a couple weeks ago uh, on the NXT. Now, I'm a little disappointed that it's not a true pay-per-view. I think it deserves that respect. But whatever, it's back. I'm happy to see it back on NXT. They even did the uh, spin the wheel, make the deal concept. I enjoyed that. It was the first time since... Uh, AEW debuted that I watched NXT first. I'm a, an AEW guy, but that night I did watch it first. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because uh, I know we got to catch up, but what did you guys think of Halloween Havoc a couple weeks ago? Halloween Havoc was great. I'm with you. This was one of the very rare moments where I tuned in NXT first. 
I think they just nailed it right there. And honestly, this is going to sound, you know, and I, I've thought about this, and obviously I don't even think we've ever really stated it here on the show. It just shows what happens in the difference when you look at NXT, AEW versus, say, for instance, SmackDown and Raw. When you have former wrestlers, former talent in control, the shows just turn out better. And that's and I give credit to Triple H for that. I enjoyed Halloween Havoc every bit of it. Yeah, no, it was, was good. The set to the matches. Now I would I would critique the matches a little bit. Um, my only critique of the whole night would be, um, you have to spin the wheel, make the deal. That gives you the opportunity to have some matches that you don't normally have. I saw one there, like a coffin match. They had the boiler room uh, match. They had a buried alive match, and we basically ended up with just two no DQ matches. Now there was like um. Uh, some stip- different stipulations, but when you boiled it down, it was just two DQ matches. What did you think about the night as a whole, Colwell? No, I, I enjoyed the entire show. And, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I get the one match, uh, the Gargano and Priest match ended up being basically a false gun anywhere match. But you got a, basically you got a TLC match out of the, the women's championship match, so that was a little bit different. I know you were probably looking for that those old school outside the box stipulations, like a coal miners glove yeah, yeah. Well, or not match, that match or something but, like that. But, but yes, definitely you know, something I still outside the box, top to bottom. It was pretty good. Yeah, I don't want a coal miners glove match. I don't really even understand what that is. You never, <laughs> you don't know that match. Yes, I am very familiar with that match, but it just all it was is you go to the top of a pole, get a glove that we really don't understand what the significance of this glove is. Well, then what stipulations would you have liked to have seen out of that? Well, I named three of them when when I first started talking about the uh, spin the wheel. But the TLC match is just that, yes, that basically that is a no DQ match, and it just emphasizes the use of ladders, tables, and chairs. And it's something that we get pretty regularly. I mean, there's a, paper, a whole pay-per-view centered around uh, that match. Where is that you get what TLC maybe... stands for? I thought it was tender love and care. <laughs> That's just, that's what I, when I say it to you, that's what it means. Aww. <laughs> but that's basically what we got was two DQ matches. But yeah, I mean, a a, a, a well, heck, for um, uh, NXT, a Hell in the Cell would have been a special thing for TLC. I mean, for NXT. But like I said, a boiler room match, a coffin match, a uh, the uh, buried alive match, if I remember correctly, was on the spin the wheel, make the deal. Uh, but anyways, I. You know, I think you're I enjoyed run the in- pay per view as a whole. I agree with. I enjoyed with it. I think the thing you're going to run into is uh, NXT setup. Honestly, looking at it, just and maybe they can do it logistically. It doesn't look like it can be done since they. It looks like they've made they put the crowd closer to the ring and they put the plexiglass. So it looks like they put so much more there. I think it kind of like I, I'm. I'm waiting to see will they be able to pull off a steel cage match. Can a Hell in a Cell match happen? Because at that point in time, remember, the announcers are now ringside, so they have to put them up on a platform somewhere. It looks like there's some logistical problems to it. But, you know, I'm I'm picking hairs over that, yeah. you know, off the simple portion of if they didn't get deep down in creatives as we would have liked, but we still got the entertainment, and we got great stories that came out of it. That's the portion of it I that I was really happy about was I got viable stories. I got viable matches that made sense to continue on with the stories. Uh, so that was a positive over the last couple of months. Uh, Colwell or John, do either of you have one off the top of your head? Uh, for me, my positive, uh, I am happy that Cody now gets to be referred to as Cody Rhodes yeah. at AEW, and I like the fact that they're drawing attention to it. They're not. It's just not something that it just happened, and we're going to gloss over it. And a thing happened. 
No, they they bring attention to it. I enjoy the fact of, you know what? I like the dig. Make it a dig at WWE. Let them know that, hey, this is this is my dad's name, and, and I deserve this, and I'm I'm going to take shots at you about it. We are your competition. I actually enjoy that, and I know it's something so small and finite, but I enjoy that as no one else talks. Coel? I mean, that was a bit not going back to that pay per view on on Saturday. How big of a moment was oh, that when Justin Roberts actually concluded the you know the introduction of Cody with Rhodes? I thought that was a really cool small touch. But I mean, just seeing kind of the progression of of how WWE is uh, with the Capital Wrestling Center and what they've been able to do, what the future looks like it could hold. The fact that we're getting that much closer to having a little bit more fans in the crowd. I mean, think of the crowd at full gear and the fact that they had, I think, an extra maybe 500 folks that were able to be in that building. I forget the actual number, but you could tell, man, the crowd was so into it. We're getting a little bit closer to normalcy. I think they sold a 1,000 tickets, if I remember correctly. It still felt very spaced out because they are doing very much the social distance, and, and there was really nobody in the lower, lower bowl. I'm not talking about ringside. There's only a handful of people in the lower bowl, and then they had us uh, starting in level 200 and 300 and 400. No, not 400. I think it's only three. But um, but yet, I thought Saturday's pay-per-view uh, was one of the better pay-per-views I've seen um, this year. Uh, it was a good. It was a great pay per view. So you're, I, I agree with you 100. percent Did you have a chance to watch it yet, John? Yes, I did. I I enjoyed it. I that's one of the big things I've been enjoying. I haven't. I gotta sit and think. I haven't actually had a pay per view. I, I think if anything, I'm not. I'm not as excited about Survivor Series as I've been for the past couple of pay per views. And that's the thing that I'm a little concerned about. Where every other pay per view, whether AEW or WWE, I've actually been excited. I've had some vested interest in. It's just with Survivor Series, it seems so disjointed. It seems a little, it just doesn't seem like, and I know I get some of the portions of it, just, it just doesn't, it doesn't have that pizzazz to it that it used to have for me. Where, you know, Survivor Series, Chris, when watching it, it just, and watching the stories in the lead up to it, it's just kind of, eh. Well, it's, it's it, you, the problem I think now is that you're getting the same tired concept every year since the brand split, right? They've made it into this. Raw versus SmackDown thing, and obviously they had NXT in there to spice it up this year or last year, but they're not back this year. It's back to being Raw versus SmackDown. It's the same thing. The the champion of one show versus the champion of the other, and there's no storyline development to it. You're arguably interrupting other storylines in order to have these matches. I just, you know, I, I get where you're coming from there because you're going to get two Survivor Series elimination matches, it looks like, but that's it, and it's just... the Even the teams on each side aren't the best because you still want to have these... You know, the world champ versus the world champ. You want to have the women's world champ versus the women's world champ. Instead of having them be on those individual teams like it used to be back in the old days of Survivor Series when, you know, Hulk Hogan was the leader of a team, when Ultimate Warrior was the leader of a team, when Ted DiBiase was, you know, that it was more special then because the matches, those Survivor, those Survivor Series elimination matches were the focal point of the show, and now they're just kind of an afterthought. Well, do you prefer, guys, to be old school, kind of what you're talking about there, Chris, where every match is a Survivor Series match, which is why it would have all those bigger names leading up uh, teams and taking on other big-name teams. And uh, instead of maybe a couple of the Survivor Series matches and then maybe still have a defense of your world championship, do you prefer really going old school with that? Well, I don't know that you need to do the entire show worth of it. I mean, I think the concept's been around for so long that – 
you almost can't do that anymore. But I would like to see at least one Survivor Series elimination match, at least one, get a true main event feel to it. And they did it several years in the original brand split where, you know, you would have like either the WWE or the World Heavyweight title would be the world title defendant, but then the other world champion, the other brand's main event feud would be the Survivor Series elimination match. So at least yeah. it felt special. Now, you know, you're looking at it, you, it neither one does. So I, I don't know that you need to have a whole show full of Survivor Series elimination matches, but at least show some importance to it. John, would an old school all Survivor Series um, card get you a little more excited into it? Yes, it would, because one of the reasons, and I, and maybe that's part of the reason why, I guess the way it's set up now, the way it's geared where you have ultimately the the two separate brands, the two separate teams, definitive teams of of superstars, it sounds like it would be easier to do. And, and maybe it's more challenging than I realize from their standpoint, but it seems like it would be easier to do, to just do the old traditional format. I think even to some degree, you you have to add NXT into it. I think you drag them into it as well and find a way to almost make it a I don't I don't want to call it a round robin, maybe some sort of new you can add that new nuance to it that you have these three brands, you have superstars that we don't we you know, we don't see traditionally together. I think you go old school with it. And I think I'd, I maybe I'd be a little more vested into it. Now it's just kind of eh. But I think so obviously the idea they're going for is back in the day in in say the 90s and maybe I guess the 80s too, but uh, you know, you would say, well, wow, if you if you could uh, fight the top WCW guy against the f- top WWE guy, who would win? And that's what they're going for here, obviously. They're saying, well, we're going to take our top guy from our top brands and face them off against each other and try to get those dream matchups. Now, it doesn't always lend itself to that, um, of course, depending on who's holding the title in the given time frame. Like, I'm not too bought into the Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn, uh, match, match, and like Colwell alluded to, there's not really much of a story there. Uh, I mean, they do have a history, and I've seen some of the memes and stuff online have been funny, talking about when he brought his sisters out and all that st- good stuff. But uh, Sami Zayn brought out Bobby Lashley's sisters. But yeah, I, I agree. Like, there's a few matches where it's like, why am I buying into this? Uh, but I think I, if they went old school and gave me a full card of Survivor Series matches, I'd be in on that. Yeah, I think it just... It adds a little bit more to it, the stories. And, look, it's been one of the things, and I get it, maybe WWE is being a little bit more cautious with uh, COVID-19 because, you know, what have we seen all year long is people have to take that time off. They have to take the time away for whatever reason, whether they're going to visit family, whatever scenarios have popped up, and storylines have just kind of fallen apart. But I don't think from WWE standpoint you can be cautious with this. You kind of have to put your chips into the table and go with it and see where they fall. And and what you're seeing is, I mean, if you follow, well, we know Road Dog follows several of the uh, women WWE superstars, oh boy. And, and they hang out together. They they're roommates. They are not going on the road anymore. I'm a roommate with some of the women superstars. I, I don't know. Don't about put your that out there in life. the universe, man. I I don't want to know your personal life. If, oh, okay, you know, okay. I mean, as long as you're not the one talking going after Sonya Deville, with Road Dog. then things get you know things are safe that way. But we see that they're all hanging out together, quarantine them. Hey, guys, look, you got to be professionals. We need you guys. We need you to do this. We had superstars that disappeared for months on, on end for a wide array of different reasons due to this pandemic that we're under. So, hey, you know what? We need you guys to be professionals. We need you guys to kind of be a little bit more cautious and be safe and be smart about this because the last thing we want to have to happen is postpone something or just literally have a storyline fall apart, and then now we got to try and 
scoop the pieces back together. Colo, you got a moment from the last few uh, weeks or a month or, or a month that have uh, really struck you and stuck out? I mean, I'll tell you this. From a storyline perspective, I don't think we've seen any better storyline, any better storytelling in ring than we've seen from this Roman Reigns-Jey Uso storyline. It's been compelling. It has absolutely revitalized Roman Reigns' career, not just as a main superstar, but, man, he's really killing it as a heel. And to now see where it's progressing, where the stable is forming with Jey Uso, man, it's been fantastic. And now, you know, you've set up uh, what could be down the line with this, with, you know, Daniel Bryan's been taken out. Well, Daniel Bryan may very well be the first outsider of the family to challenge Roman Reigns. You may have Kevin Owens go in that spot and and it'd be interesting to see where Big E f- figures into this. Of course, you know, if you read the, the rumors out there, apparently Vince McMahon forgot all about him a few weeks ago, so that's a good sign for his singles career, but that's a whole other story. But, yeah, that storyline alone uh, has really kept me kind of intrigued with WWE lately. Yeah, I think we all were on board when they returned uh, Roman Hill at the end of SummerSlam, right? Uh, is that right? That's right. Yeah, yep. he came out at SummerSlam at the end of the title match and, and kind of turned him heel. I think we've all been on board for that, and I agree. I think that's been good. Uh, the Jey Uso storyline has been all right. It's uh, I'm glad it's we've moved on to him, kind of joined up with him now, and we'll see where that goes. I mean, ultimately, it feels to me like this whole head-of-the-table thing builds to a Rock-Roman match, which I think anybody would sign up for as fast as possible right uh he's saying he's the head of the table and rock says well you haven't ever beat me blah 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 whatever and they there's your um uh wrestlemania match uh would you guys i know you guys don't like the older wrestlers when they come out and you don't like history and uh legends uh you would really you be gotta okay? let that go bro like would that, you be okay that with old this gimmick like two years ago now it's just a dead no bitch. but it's true but it's not a gimmick because it's true and you and you admit it's true. Yes, because I don't want to see ninety-five-year-old Hulk Hogan come out there. And, well, I'm not talking about Hulk Hogan. I'm and, talking about The Rock. And The Rock is in better shape than the three of us combined. Well, the Rock is still yourself. a top athlete. When we saw Goldberg, who was in great shape, Goldberg looked rusty. He looked <laughs> like he was ailing. He looked like he was hurting his way through the match. The Rock goes out there. He looks like he can still run run the ropes. But when I get when I'm looking at a match of Shawn Michaels, who He's not even selling the finishing moves of individuals anymore. It's just kind of, and I'm a Shawn Michaels fan, but it's just kind of like, okay, I kind of need Shawn to stop now. This this can can stop. I'm not a fan of seeing the older guys go out there in in their frailty and do it. I mean, look, I'm a fan of Dr. J. I don't want to see him back on the basketball court again. Look, I, I'm still starting to wonder. Adrian Peterson's in the NFL. I'm amazed he can still do it. Keep doing it. Good for you. But I, as much as, you know, Road Dog, you might love him. I don't know. Well, Herschel Walker probably could get back out there and run a football and still do a pretty good uh, job. Well, I ain't going to try to stop good. him. He's in pretty good shape. Coel, I mean, this is kind of the – this is your um, storyline that you're talking about here. Would you like to see that culminate uh, at a WrestleMania with Rock versus Well, Roman? and see, normally I would side, obviously, on the same perspective that Big John brings to this table with this. But, in, you know, like he said, he, he's in great shape. We know that because, you know, he still does the action movies, and, he, you know, he looks like he could still – Still get in there. He might be a little rusty, but he's. We know what he did prior to the John Cena match. He worked out, you know, a good bit, getting ready for it, and he did not disappoint in that situation. My thing with this is he's not just any other, you know, old legend that you're bringing back for a match. This is the biggest, arguably the biggest box office draw in all of Hollywood, and he's arguably one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. And who the most is still, you know, he doesn't have a, a neck injury like Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
and, and we look at Steve, and Steve, you know, Steve looks like he can still probably get around a ring, but is he in the same tip-top shape? Probably not anymore. And we all know Hulk Hogan couldn't do it anymore. Well, who's the other guy that comes to mind? It's The Rock. And in this situation, I think it's one of those times where if you bring the legend back, the benefits outweigh the cons in this situation, whereas normally you're just taking a spot from you know a younger guy that could be in that situation. Well, The Rock is somebody that his draw in this situation would be better than you know taking a spot from, say, a Big E if you were to put him in that situation. In that situation in WrestleMania or just yes. in that situation, period? No, just WrestleMania. If this was the main event of WrestleMania, if you're trying to push somebody, if the Roman Reigns storyline is also to get somebody over, then maybe The Rock isn't the guy unless you're trying to get Roman over, which I think would be the goal here. But if you're actually trying to make a star out of the storyline outside of Roman, then it shouldn't be The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. If, if this matchup was to happen, you assume The Rock would lose, correct? Yeah, because he's putting the shine on Roman. Yeah. Unless they're going to do a... The, 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 the very next night announce a rematch at the next year's WrestleMania like we've seen with the Oh, that Rock. was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that fun? Uh, teasing a whole year ahead. Uh, well, That's what they right. call a deep tease in the business there, Road Dog. Well, let's do a tease right now. It's not so deep, but it's going to last us for a couple of minutes. <laughs> a couple of minutes? This is this is extra 106.3. We, we, we got Colwell, 30 seconds we got before break? we return. Do we have a commercial break back there, Colwell? Um, Yeah, I'll bring it to you. Stay tuned because we'll be back in 30 seconds. And after that 30 seconds, we're going to talk more wrestling and more recent wrestling. Let's talk about some stuff we saw on Wednesday night, some stuff we saw on Monday night, and whatever John has put on his show sheet. We're listening to The Finishing Move on Extra 106.3. Are you having one of those moments where you're starving and hungry? (laughs) Well, go to Road Dogs Bakery in Athens. It's the home of the best Subway on ciabatta bread. What I'm talking about is he brings the best meat, the best chicken. Go to break, Cole. You missed a spot. Hey, Charlie, what gives? Hey, did you see that play last night? Oh, unbelievable. What do they feed that guy? Yeah, but they still lost. Yeah, I know. You know, when I was playing, what well, we tried to you, do with you, you played on Biltmore Street. Hey, come on. <laughs> I play in the service. Oh, right. Anyhow, what I'm trying to say is the kid, he should have... He 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 <laughs> yeah, he... he he should have fallen down. Hey, hey, you okay? Stop joking around. Oh, no. Someone call 911! It can happen anytime, any place, without warning. Fact is, two out of three people with diabetes die of a heart attack or stroke, and many don't even know they're at risk. The good news is, if you or someone you love has diabetes, you can lower the risk, but it's up to you to ask your healthcare provider how. For more information, go to DiabetesActNow.org. That's DiabetesActNow.org. Brought to you by the American Diabetes Association and the Ad Council. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to The Finishing Move on Extra 106.3. Big John Radcliffe, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, Chris Colwell, we're all back together, guys. We are one big, happy family. I'm starting to wonder, though, since they did split up the New Day, at what point in time do they separate us? And who goes on to bigger and better things? My vote is me, but I digress. Well, they uh, had a pretty good long run, though, the New Day. New Day. So we're only a couple years in. We've got a ways to go to catch up with them. Finishing move rocks. Finishing move rocks. That's not really going to grab any legs yet. But tell us if you want to hear which one of us you want us to throw out of the group. Tweet us on social media. You can follow me at JohnRat450. Road Dog, where can they catch you? Road Dog 680. 
See, now this is unfair, though, because nobody knows what Colwell's current <laughs> Twitter handle Colwell. is and what it will be in the days. next five minutes. First of all, wait, hold on. Let, let's pull the curtain back here a little bit. Colwell, good job letting the music play for a minute and a half. <laughs> well, you know what? Apparently, I didn't play it long enough for you last time, okay. so I decided to give you all of it this time. Were you all listening to the commercial break? I was listening because I'm a dedicated employee. But we literally <laughs> played a commercial where a guy died of a heart attack. Did you hear that? I'm not touching that one. <laughs> no, I'm serious. There was a commercial a where a guy died from a heart attack. Just try to warn you of symptoms, man. Oh, come on. There's got to be a better way to deliver that message instead of killing people off in your commercials. Okay, don't go eat 16 pounds of bacon every Sunday so <laughs> you, you don't go. die of a heart attack. That's one way to deliver that message. I mean, is that a little bit? First of all, why don't I get credit for the commercial that I gave you for Road Dog's Bakery in Athens? <laughs> oh, because I don't have a Road Dog's Bakery. I don't. People are not going to go look for that, and it's not there. Oh, you're getting a bad rating now. On, uh, what, what's the rating service? Horrible Yelp. Yelp. Yeah, bad, Yelp. bad rating on Yelp. Good no service. Uh, Colwell, where can they find you on social media? I know Still it's been the same for three. Colwell, I have a longer reign than Bailey as women's champion. I know it's been the same, but I try to ask everybody, man. Well, I appreciate so defensive now. So you, you're kind of Randy Orton-esque here, just a little bit race car in the red. Am I? A little bit. Hey, congratulations to Chase Elliott, my Dawsonville's own. Winning the NASCAR championship since right. you brought up racing. Well, since we're giving congratulations, congratulations to Freddie Freeman winning MVP award. MV Free, our very own first baseman for the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman. He won the MVP honors. If you guys were not listening as we were preceded by Chuck and Chernoff, Freddie Freeman, congratulations. It's a big victory that, as we sit right here outside of Truist Park. So as we're back here and we've been catching up, it's been a while since we've all gotten back together. Now, we talked about Survivor Series. We talked about our pay-per-views. But now what we've seen, one of the things that we, I do want to bring some light to in a wrestling kind of way, Road Dog, the women of WWE and AEW. Because with WWE, we've seen Bailey's title reign has come to an end, which means Colwell's Twitter handle should be changing in about a week. No, um, I'm going to outlive hers. Yeah, okay, sure. But we've seen Bailey's title run has come to an end. Oscar has currently... <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Do you Are not? you okay? Yeah, I just sneezed. The mute button, bro. The I mute. lifted my my headset up. Don't <laughs> you sanitize your setup there, bro? Good grief. Asuka is now current champion. We'll see a champions versus champions match there. But we've also now, we've seen some, I guess I have to call them call-ups, where we've seen Bianca Belair. She's now on SmackDown, where she's been making her way through SmackDown. <laughs> Zelina Vega. Do you need some, like, Tylenol cold and flu? Some tissue or something? Are you going to make it, man? Like, I... If your mic's up, then we wouldn't hear it, right? Do we need to do a PSA for Road Dog now? (laughs) The mic was up. Maybe these aren't the uh, self-muting headsets. Dayquil, the nighttime sniffing, sleazy, coughing, achy, stuffy head so you can do a radio show medicine. Give it to a commercial break near you. But we've seen Bianca Belair, she's come up. Zelina Vega, she's actually started to go independent on her own. But then we've also seen some weird twists with Nikki Cross, where she was once, looks like she was going to be in title contention. Now she's just kind of neandering out there. She's still Alexa Bliss side sidekick. Road Dog, anybody in the women's division that you see making or want to see make that next step and make that next step up to get ready to contend? Because it ultimately what it looks like to me, it could very well be coming a case of the same rinse and repeat four to five women competing for the title and moving on. 
Well, and and you're missing a couple of big pieces I'm with too. obviously with uh, Charlotte and um, uh, and Becky out right now. So once they get back, I think that will really spice things up. Uh, and the women's, of course, Becky will probably be a little longer before she gets back. And Ronda could appear a little uh, back greater than time. nine months, and then after that, there's some time after that, I think. And I mean, Ronda could come back at any point as well. Uh, I'm hearing rumors or seeing maybe rumors of the Bella Twins coming back. I know that oh, would geez. really excite you two uh, for maybe a tag team run, which I don't understand why you would hate on that because it's not like there's a lot going on in the women's tag team division that they would be taken away from. Uh, but as far as step up, I, maybe this is not a step I'm up. Too. But I would like to see Alexa Bliss get back to that level of competing in the uh, title pitcher uh for the women now she's obviously just had a character change over the last month or so and i think that could really benefit her uh, redefining her character you know coming out with something new uh changing up a little bit and i would like to see her get back into that title picture more often than she was where alexa bliss what he's talking about is now she's kind of partnered with the fiend and there's all sorts of fun rumors running around out there that i'm just enjoying all the rumors that they're putting out there with those two uh uh, outside of the ring, so that's that's going on there. But I, you're right, Alexa Bliss is someone that's out there, and we're missing a lot of current superstar of uh, women superstars who are not there right now for a wide array of different reasons. And it'd be interesting. I was actually expecting on Friday Night SmackDown where we saw uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey as they went for a re- as Bailey went for her rematch for her title, where we saw uh, Carmella return. I actually was expecting that to be the return of Charlotte Flair, in my own opinion, but. We had Carmella make her return. But, Colwell, who have you been missing? Who do you want to see come back and start competing for the women's championships? Well, we're, for one, where's Naomi? We haven't really seen her lately. And we, you and I are both pretty big fans of hers. And it's been kind of like she's never really gotten her due except for that one SmackDown women's title run. I'd like to see her get another crack at it. But, I mean, you, I really, it's, let's progress the girls that you brought over from NXT like a Bianca Belair, let's promote her. You know, you made be, uh, Peyton Royce a single star. Let's elevate her a little bit. The problem that they've had for years is that, you know, when they established the women's evolution was the four horsewomen were kind of the catalyst of that. They were the center of it. It feels like outside of Asuka and Ronda Rousey, nobody else has really been, well, and Alexa Bliss, nobody's really ele- been elevated. And Alexa Bliss is at a point where, you know, is she more storyline-based now and less competing in the ring because they don't trust her injury proneness because of the concussions that she suffered. Will she ever really be put back in that spot? I mean, you just got, they've got to elevate and, and establish at least more depth within the Raw and SmackDown women's division, or better yet, I've suggested it for a long time now, merge the two and just have one women's champion. I don't think it would be that difficult. I think they like to separate them just so they're not saying that this is a different category uh, than the men. I'm not disagreeing with what your your thought process there is, but I think if they merge the two, it would then look different. Uh, and I think in today's time and age, they want to all be equal uh, on the same playing field. Well, you can be equal. Merge the tag team titles, too, while you're at it, since the tag divisions are terrible. I don't think they need to merge. the. I think they need to do away with the women's tag team title. They, Agreed. You take two women wrestlers, Shayna Baszler being one of them, of someone that I think giving a little more time, she could easily be someone who could be competing for whether the Raw or SmackDown Women's Championship. I think putting Why her, isn't she already is what blows my oh, mind. She's a tag team champion. 
No, but before that, prior to she had the match against Becky at WrestleMania, but then what did they do with her afterwards? Uh, she's tag team champion. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you, Colwell? You're trying to get into the mind of Vince McMahon. If you're not a blonde... I don't want to be in his mind. Uh, why not? You'd be a billionaire. I don't know. I, I get a feeling that there might be some frightening things going on in there. Eh, it's pretty logical. But also, in the same time, I mean, when you're looking at it and, and trying to figure out what exactly is going on and what are they doing, Road Dog, with... um. Lana. Lana has been put through more tables than I think the Dudley boys have actually been through themselves in recent weeks. And and it seems to be a trend. And now, obviously, we know that her husband, Rusev Miro, who's over in AEW, are they kind of getting revenge? Is this their way of getting revenge? Because what we heard was that Lana was supposed to be getting a push. And now she's more so getting slammed. Do you think the WWE is just upset with the fact that, hey, you know what? Your husband's gone and he's talking. He's doing tons of interviews, and he's saying how unhappy he was at WWE. Are they getting their revenge, and Lana has to suffer the penance for it? And ultimately, if that's true, then did uh, Renee Young do the right thing in getting out of there? I definitely think that uh, there is a little bit of the uh, taking out their feelings for Mira Rousseff uh, on Lana. Uh, I mean, they're like you said, they're slamming her through tables. They're downplaying her ability to her in-ring skills, which is not that hard to do. Um, but they're downplaying it, saying she doesn't belong on Team Raw and, the, and this and that. And that's why she's um, getting slammed through tables by Nia all the time. Uh, you know, I, I think I don't I never bought into her as a wrestler. I thought she was a good valet, good manager, whatever you want to call it. Oh, you it. bought into her as a Russian? <laughs> I did not buy into that Stry-C, accent. I did not buy into that accent. Uh, but she paired where well with her husband, uh, Miro. And um, but you know, then he's he's gone, and I think she's going to be gone uh, when she can be. But I don't. I thought she had just re-signed a deal with them. So yeah, I thought gonna, she had a multi-year deal that she. Yeah, she's got a lot did. more tables to go through. Oh goodness, Colwell, how would you feel as you know, a husband? You're working in a different company. And you're basically watching, and granted, we obviously, I know, for you guys who are casual wrestling fans, thank you for tuning in. Chad in Hawaii, mahalo, my friend. Uh, but, Cole, how would you feel that if you're Rusev, you're watching your wife basically be demolished on this, and now that multi-year deal, I, I don't foresee they're going to let her out of it without a fight. No, and... <sighs> I mean, obviously, if she really wanted to, she could go home, but she wouldn't be able to do anything. They would just pay her, you know, or whatever they would do. They wouldn't. There's been several people to sit out contracts. But if I'm if I'm sitting in in Miro slash Rusev's spot, I'm sitting there going, unless unless she's telling me that they're promising her an actual end to this where this is going to lead to something, you know, good for her, then I'm definitely not on board with it. And she's definitely in my book, I would be asking her not to. I would just tell her just, hey. Hold out. Don't go in. There's no reason for you to do that. But from, if you read the rumors and what I've, what I've seen online is that that push that you were referring to earlier, Road Dog, is that it's going to come apparently at the end of this uh, and that this is kind of a way to make her a sympathetic baby face somehow. Now, whether we all want to see that or not, I, that's up for another debate. But, I mean, I, mean I, I guess in a way, I mean, people start to feel sorry for her after a minute for going through table after table after table. And now that she's part of that Survivor Series team, the the rumor I've heard is that she might end up being the sole survivor somehow in that match, and that's re- really kind of pushes her over the edge as you know maybe a next their next big star, I guess. You're listening to the finishing move on Extra 106.3. Big John Radcliffe, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, Chris Colwell. So now as we've talked about the women's division and basically who we want to see pushed, 
we haven't officially made a segment, but this is a segment that I want to I want to just title what the hell are they doing? Braun Strowman. Is Braun Strowman went from being the the WWE SmackDown champion to now I'm not 100% sure is he heel, is he face? Is he heel? Is he face? And there's so many superstars currently in the WWE right now that leaves me at the moment of, what the hell are they doing? And Braun Strowman kind of tops this list for me. Road Dog, what the hell is Braun Strowman doing? I don't know. I don't think they've really ever had a consistent story that they've said, all right, this is what we want to do with Braun and kept to it. I mean, it seems like it would be so easy. I mean, uh, he's a big dude. Looks like he literally looks like a monster. Who I call uh, Jr. Uh, on his podcast the other day uh, called him a woolly booger and whatever oh, that is. Wait, what a what? A woolly Don't, booger. No, you can't say that on the radio. <laughs> and whatever a woolly booger is, uh, I believe that Braun Strowman fits that description. Uh, but it's like. He's a big monster heel. You need to make him a big monster heel. They've flipped him so many times now. And I thought he was going back heel, but now it seems like he's kind of face again. Uh, yeah, they, I, I've said that along with Braun for a very long time. Colwell, what the hell are they? What is Braun doing? You know what I'm convinced? For being the land of the giants, they don't know how to book a big man anymore. Because the biggest example before Braun Strowman was look at how they booked the big show for years. I mean, the the gazillion flip-flops that he made and, and how it seemed like there was no consistency. I think as, I don't know if it's because the roster as it's gotten smaller and more athletic, the big guys just don't, it's harder to book them. I, I have no idea. But the thing with Braun is, man, you, it seems like every time he's getting momentum one way or the other, you know, they, something changes. They flip him. You know, and he got over big the first time as a baby Facebook, mainly because he was going up against Roman Reigns, but because everybody loved that whole, you know, he's turning over ambulances and these feats of strength that he was doing and these crazy carnage he was wrecking. And why they decided not to run with that is him as a babyface champion and really go as a main event guy with him, I have no idea. Why there wasn't trust there, there's clearly something more to it because Braun had so much potential there, and now it's just kind of like, even when he's got his title run, he still doesn't feel like he's ever really got to his potential. No, I agree, and I, I, it just seems like the title run needed a little more validity to it beyond just the dramatic match that we saw. It needed more to go with it. Another name that I have for you. Actually, I'm going to say this name before I ask and see if you guys know who this is. Jordan Omog Bahin. Colwell, do you know who that is? Wait, hold on a minute. What did you just say? Omog Bahin. <laughs> I um, think that's how it's said. So it's not fair that we don't get credit for you not being able to pronounce a name. Okay, who is it? Well, that's what I'm saying. We don't get credit. He's AJ's heavy. Thank you. AJ Styles' bodyguard, Jordan O. Can't Who's say twice as tall as him. What the hell are they doing with him? He hasn't thrown a punch yet. Colwell, what's Jordan O doing? This is kind of like <laughs> this is kind of like saying the uh who who's the uh new starting quarterback for Clemson? DJ Ukulele? Trevor Lawrence Jr.? I don't know. I don't what, watch Clemson football. What are they doing with Jordan O? I, I'm just, <laughs> clearly, he's there to look menacing, but uh, it's kind of even did Wardlow really do anything for MJF when he first showed up? I mean, it took a while before he, he actually laid a finger on anybody. He's just looking menacing out there. But, I mean, do you remember? I think 
I think I can make the connection that his first appearance on WWE TV was that big, tall ninja that Akira Tozawa had, because I don't know anybody that's the same height as that ninja was. You're a regular Sherlock Holmes figure. I really out, am, man. You? I mean, you start your own private I had, detective I had agency. A hat, I had the same hat. I had, I had the pipe and everything. Road Dog, what's your neighbor, AJ Styles? His, when are we going to see his bodyguard actually get into the ring and fight? We thought we were going to see it this past week on Raw. First of all, the first problem that he has at his height, he needs some bigger pants because he can't step over the top rope with as tight as his pants are. Yeah, I'm loving this. I have no problem with that at all. It's the anticipation of when is he going to do this that makes it so intriguing every time he comes out. Uh, and he is a big, massive dude. So you expect when he does. So you're, you're when he does unleash himself. Uh, he's gonna whoop Whoa, some butt hey in that in that ring with tight so, pants. This is getting a really weird conversation now. So I am okay with this. And you point you made the uh, a great correlation there with Wardlow. And this is the same thing if you remember with Shawn Michaels and Diesel. If you want to go way back when, this is not a new thing where they have the menacing character bodyguard in the background who doesn't really do much uh, at first, and then eventually when he goes he uh he brings it with him and, and really lays it down on on whoever he's going against uh so i have no problem with the slow build on there he'll they'll unleash him uh when the time is right uh and i'm looking forward to that and like i said it's the anticipation of that that kind of makes it so fun to see him out there with aj i i think they put him with the right person that's for sure i think aj styles can help elevate this guy and i think you made a great collation there and i saw that immediately with Shawn Michaels, Diesel scenario there. I think they put him with the right person. So I'm intrigued to see what comes out of it, but I, I, I at least want to see, you know, something happen there. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm being impatient because some of the stories have been lackluster. One more for you guys. because uh, Well, this is kind of a duo, so we'll make it two more. As Heavy Machinery is now done. Tucker, he turned on Otis, ultimately costing him the money in the bank contract. Now, ultimately, reports have come out. Vince McMahon has nothing for Tucker, but it really seems like they have nothing for Otis. So, Adam, I'll ask you first, what are they doing with Otis? I don't know. I, I, I was against this whole turn thing. I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. I really didn't understand the reasoning behind him winning money in the bank, if you want to go back that far. But they did that, uh, and okay, so pay it off. He's hold it. He's held that. He held that briefcase for, what, eight months? Maybe? And see, that's the intriguing part about it. I thought the contract was only good for a year. So if he's had it for eight months, that only leaves technically the Miz, what, four – I work in radio, so math is kind of hard. It's four, like three, four months. Well, yeah, four, four months, if it's been eight months. I don't know exactly what the month – How count. long it's been. It's been. But uh, – and, and we saw – Six uh, months. Colwell, refresh my memory if I got this wrong, because uh, you always like to point out when I'm wrong. Of course. Uh, it was Edge who, right? Was he the one that was like it was to the know. day, the last day he had? Yes. He went uh, WrestleMania. He took a no, WrestleMania. I don't think anybody's ever taken it that long. No, Edge took it almost, if it wasn't he, to the day. It was day, Elimination Chamber He took it January to the last possible moment that he could cash it in. If it wasn't the last day, it was at least the last month because they constantly bought it up at the fact that the contract's only valid for a year. Yeah. Well, they I did thought, the same thing with Dolph have... too. With with he he waited till after WrestleMania, and that's they kept saying their their play with him was: is he afraid to cash in? Is he afraid to to fail? And he finally did the night after WrestleMania, but that was like a month or two shy of of the Money in the Bank pay per view. So he played it close too. So I don't know with Otis. I mean, it, it seems like you finally broke him away from Tucker. He was because Tucker was going to Raw, uh, so you, he was going to be a true single star, and that's a chance to. Um, you know, do something with that money in the bank and build a storyline there. But 
Obviously, that was not what they had uh, faith in doing. But I've always said all along, the money in the bank belongs with a heel. It's like King uh, of the Ring. Yeah, it's a heel gimmick. Uh, you know, the threat to cash it in at any moment when a when after a face has had a hard match or has been attacked from behind. You know, it's just a heel type thing. It, John Cena, when he said, all right, next week I'm going to cash in against uh, whoever the champion was at that, at that time, uh, that was kind of lame. That's not the purpose of the money in the bank, so it doesn't fit with a face, and it didn't fit with Otis, although he had fun with it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they just lost faith in whatever storyline they did have for Otis. Well, I mean, I'm with you, Road Dog. Why put it on him to begin with? Because there was no establishment as, uh, of Otis as a singles guy at that point anyway, other than the the match with Dolph Ziggler at WrestleMania, which was largely storyline based. There was no reason to put that on him. I don't know that you necessarily have to put the title on a heel. It makes sense. It works well when you have that element of surprise. But, you know, going way back to the second Money in the Bank winner, Rob Van Dam, you know, he didn't cash in that way. He was a baby face. But it made sense for him to win it because then he can call his shot as to where the title match happens, which happened to be at the ECW Revival show that they did that year. So, I mean, I think it's situational. And if you always have a heel win it, then it gets a little predictable year in, year out. When you have a couple of Money in Bank matches at, at the show every year, you've got a little bit of wiggle room with that. But I agree, for the most part, you do need to go Hill. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I wasn't a big fan of Otis winning it. I was a fan of Otis almost, I don't say being a push to a mid-carder, basically. Where now, I mean, they kind of tried to revamp him a little bit, give him a little bit of a... Uh, uh, edgier now he's a rocker and go with it and give him something else to go there but I think you kind of need to add a little bit more into it to kind of get more out of it there and I don't think we're seeing it quite yet from him there you know who would have been a better winner of it knowing what was to come Big E if you were going to separate him from New Day and go singles run with him I know he was technical I guess they were still tag champs at the time but that might have been a good way to jump start it I have to throw it out there since you brought up the name and Adam I'll go with you first what are they doing with Big E? I thought basically where it almost seemed like he got more love and more intrigue when the New Day was injured, and now it's just kind of maybe is this, is this a wait-and-see scenario with Big E, or is he just going to fall back into a mid-carder and just be a constant mid-carder? No, I would say give this a little more time. Just because I split them up a couple of weeks ago or a few weeks ago at this point, you don't, you don't have to put the rocket on them right the very next week. Uh, we have probably another year before the next draft and before they have the opportunity to truly get back together. Uh, so if he's not in the title matches the very next week, I think it's okay to sit back and let something build out. Now, uh, if you go to the story that Chris kind of alluded to earlier where they where Vince McMahon even forgot Big E was there, that's a little concerning. Uh, but I do have faith in uh, the leadership at uh, SmackDown to, to get him involved in something eventually. Do you? Do you really, though? It's uncreative. Yes, I, I mean, well, why would we put any faith in anything that they're going to do booking-wise? But there's because I, I believe they have the reason that they singled him out and left him on SmackDown and put the other two uh, New Day members on Raw, so I do believe that they have plans, or else they wouldn't have even done that. I sure I hope believe. so. I'm intrigued to see. I want I, I, I have more faith in the SmackDown powers that be of uncreative than I do in Raw's because Raw very well does a ton of rinse and repeat. Well, coming up, I think I don't know whose favorite portion of the show this is. I think it's just kind of radio etiquette that we say it's my favorite portion of the show. Well, I like it? over the top. 
which you actually did put on the thought show you like creepy with Adam. Creepy, uh, creeping with Road Dog. Whatever. That's good too. Nah, it's mediocre at best. There's a reason why I hadn't been around in a while. Well, the show hasn't been around in a while. You right now, I'm pantsless. I'm pantsless in my bed. Okay, the segment just came back, everybody. <laughs> that's actually kind of normal. He's actually done the show naked in studio. It's kind of concerning. I'm glad that's before I joined the show. I mean, it's oh, a we little can bit bring it back. Nah, we can we're go good. retro. I'll be back from home now. We're good, man. I mean. COVID and whatever other disease you might have by being naked. We don't need to have that. But coming up, we go over the top rope. We're going to find out, is there a new giant coming? And this guy at 50, let's just face it, he's in better shape than the three of us, too. You're listening to The Finishing Move. Big John Radcliffe, Adam Rodog, Gillespie, Chris Colwell on Extra 106.3. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. On Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the finishing move on Extra 106.3, live from Cobb County. Big John Radcliffe, along with my tag team partners, Chris Colwell and Adam Road Dog Gillespie. All right, without further ado, it is time to go over the top rope. If you smell what The Rock is cooking. It's funny that you start there. The Rock just did something amazing, and one of the things that this guy does, so he, as you might know, if you guys have been following the ads out there, the Xbox, news Xbox has come out. Well, The Rock gifted to gifted it them, gifted them, that's easy for me to say, gifted them to children at children's hospitals, basically to give them something as the holidays come where these kids won't be able to go home. And so now it has me wondering, how much more awesome can this guy become? I mean... Is he just America's superstar road dog that ultimately and the world superstar that you just have no point but no reason but to love him? Or are we just waiting for something to come out and it's like, man, I really want him to be a jerk? No, I love this version of The Rock. I don't want him to be a jerk. I want him to be a cool guy. Uh, What he did there with the children in the hospital is uh, beyond cool guy a move, and uh, that's great to hear. Colwell, are you getting me an Xbox Five? Uh, I gotta get me one first, but uh, as far as the Rock goes, he's either the one of the nicest guys in the world, or he gets PR better than anybody in the world. I'm just saying, a combination of two. Yeah, Probably. I think it's a little bit of the both. If he, uh, he's actually done an interview I recently read where they even asked him about him being so nice, and one of the things he said he remembers he was at a restaurant and he was eating his meal, and someone came up and asked him for an autograph while he was in mid bite, and he, the guy said, well. I walked away very quickly because I thought you were upset about it. And Rock said he felt bad, but he's like, man, that made his day when he got to meet the stars that his dad worked with, and now he's one of them that he always wants to sign an autograph and be loved. Yeah, right. but can we put this out there? If you're in a restaurant and there's a celebrity or somebody like myself and you want my autograph. Whoa, 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 whoa. Please, dude, don't When did you bother. become a celebrity? I have a show in a major market uh, on the radio. Cobb County's not considered a major market. <laughs> Uh, I mean, can we all agree? If you see someone famous in the restaurant, let them eat their meal. I agree. Let them eat their meal. But The Rock wanted to make sure that he never let, made anyone feel like that ever again. On this show, if you guys listen for been listening for a long time, thank you. If you're a first-time listener, how the hell did you find us? You mean uh, like a long time as they started at 7 o'clock with us? No, or like, like they started like years ago. What have we oh, been yeah. doing this show? What, three years now? I think so. Man, I'm amazed by that. But on Talk is Jericho. Jack Hagar, he claimed that John Cena refused to drop the WWE title to him in 2010 when he had the money in the bank briefcase. Oh, well, do you agree to John Cena do the right thing? Or is he another nice guy who would have done it, 
or you know what? He did what was best for business. And Zach Hager, he just wasn't ready to be the leader of the people. I read this the other day and just laughed my head off at how much disdain he seemed to have at John Cena. I'm like, dude, do you remember how you were booked prior to winning the Money in the Bank contract that year? You were a jobber, basically, to the stars, more or less. There was no momentum. Why in the world would John Cena agree to drop his title to you when there was there was no hope for him being a successful world champion? I mean, he got lucky the fact that Chris Jericho is as selfless as he is when it comes to things like this. But even I have to say that that wasn't a good decision on Jericho's part. Road Dog, do you think that uh, John Cena should have dropped it too? And then, what was his name back there in the WWE? Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Or, you know what? He was doing what was best for business, and at the position that he was in, he had that right. If your boss comes to you and tells you to do something, uh, you you know, you kind of should do it, I feel like. And if it doesn't work out, you know, that's on the boss. when do you do what the boss... Whoa, 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 whoa. Since when? I always do what my boss has told me to do. Really? Yes. Do we 100% need to go get of the your, time. Do you want me to go get your file from HR? And I mean, we might need another three hours of the show. If he to... was on a lie detector right now, what would happen? Oh, the thing explode. Well, look, there there has been rumors uh, throughout the latter part of his career of John Cena refusing to do jobs for people, and that kind of confirms it. I would like to hear John's side of the story. Well, I, I don't, don't know have if a that's been published. I don't know if that's been published, but uh, uh, yeah, you know, John's kind of a jerk. You just hate John Cena, let's be honest. Who do you hate more? Now I'm going a little off topic here. Who do you hate more, John Cena or Roman Reigns? I'm going to give it to John uh, because it it probably would have been Roman if if he hadn't had this heel turn. Um, (laughs) Recent events helped him out. Yeah, it has helped him out and helped his character out. John Cena was shoved down our face as the baby face. Because he he was actually a a baby face. If you say so. Uh, last night on AEW Dynamite, we were introduced to Jade Cargill. And Jade Cargill, she made an announcement that there could be a giant coming to AEW, and his name is Shaq, referring to what we all believe to be Shaquille O'Neal. Rodog, do you think we're going to see Shaquille O'Neal at AEW Dynamite? And is he going to take on Cody Rhodes? I mean, that's what they've kind of started the or planted the seeds of, at least. So, yeah, I think we will at least see him. Uh, confront Cody Rhodes. Uh, if it leads to a match, we'll see. Uh, but I know he is a big fan. They both are, uh, you know, televised or work for Turner. So there's obviously some easily crossed promotion there between the two, Dynamite and the NBA uh, shows that uh, Shaq is on. So, and, and we all know Shaq's a big wrestling fan. There was a few years ago where there was talk of him facing uh, the Giant. The big at, show. Um, big, yeah, big show at... Um, uh, at a WrestleMania. WrestleMania, so it's something that he and he's been in uh, matches before, right? Uh, back in the day, so uh, we'll uh, we'll see. He was in the Battle Royal at which WrestleMania was that? I think it was well, Royal 32. Rumble. Was he Royal yeah, Rumble? It was, it was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle that's Royal right. at thirty two, right. yes. I think, because that's what led to the rumors of the Big Show match to begin with, because their interaction. But I don't know if this is going to lead to a one on one match. I think. Jade's appearance last night, and especially the interaction with Brandy Rhodes, which, by the way, best promo of the year by Brandy Rhodes. That was fantastic. I think we're going to get a mixed tag type situation. Look, I'd be intrigued by it. I, I, Jade Cargill, she definitely looks like she can. She looks like she can beat up Colwell. Um, well, that's not hard. You said it. I the floor beat me up two years ago. So fair point. The floor won you nothing. So that that's an interesting turn of events. 
take place there. Which, by the way, if you guys didn't know, AEW, they're getting a mobile video game. Before we get into the mobile video game, Adam, how was your search for AEW? I don't want to talk about that. Better, better subject? I mean, I'm very upset about that. I don't want to talk about it. Have you found any? Talk about the video game. Have you found any? Yes, I have found a couple. Please which, move on. Which ones have you found? Please move on. You're hurting the man's feelings. Please. Well, I mean, look. This, it's a very sensitive subject. I'm upset about it. Did you order them and, like, Walmart just kind of deject, dejected you and was like, no? no and now we're on to Series 2, and I can't find those anywhere. I don't want to talk about You're it. You're going to hurt this guy's feelings. I will say this. Uh, my son still does appreciate his uh, AEW world title that he's already taken over, so appreciate that. At least you found that in the store. So who's in Series 2? Lucha uh, Bros, they, I think. Uh, yeah, the Lucha Brothers, MJF. Uh, Hangman? Have you thought about ordering? Well, you can't because when you go online to order, it says they're sold out. And they're sold out in stores, too, so you're just having no luck with this. Well, AEW, they're getting a mobile app, a mobile game app that you'll be able to play, and you'll be able to use your favorite AEW superstars. Colwell, are you downloading the AEW games? Uh, I'm definitely, you know what really interests me? I'm all about the casino game. It looks like it'll be awesome. I mean, I can't say that with a straight face. I'm not sure why they're doing a casino game, but... I'm definitely looking forward well, to the console maybe double game. Or nothing? Double or nothing? Well, I get that, but that doesn't. I don't play. I don't play game. You know, casino games on my phone. I got other apps on there. I need, so I'm not going to use that. But you know, the console game looks interesting. Uh, Road Dogg, since the action figures seem to be a sensitive subject for you, are you downloading the AEW game to your phone? Uh, probably not. I'm not a huge gamer. Um, so I probably, probably I don't sold own, out too. As probably is when I go to buy it, at least I don't own any gaming system, so I won't be able to get the, uh, um, you know, the, the console game. But yeah, prob- I'll probably pass. I'm not that. That's not. They're not marketing to me on that one. All right, good stuff. Well, what about you? Are you going to get it? Uh, probably not. I don't download a lot of games on my phone. I feel like they take up too much space and memory. And at that point in time, I'm not at a point where I'm ready to buy a new phone. So I just. I stick to the bare essentials of what I need on my phone. I mean, I don't have an old flip phone, but, you know, I don't download a lot of games to it. Well, they're all pretty much the same. If you've ever played a mobile game, they're kind of, they're. it feels like you're playing the Game Boy out of the So they're all Candy 90s. Crush? <laughs> Some of them are. I think there's been a couple of WWE games that were very similar to Candy Crush. Yeah, they Crush. had that one. I, play, I did play that one. Candy of Crush? Of course you did. Yeah, like it was like WWE Universe. But you, go, you could get... And you had to do the Candy Crush, like, bejeweled type thing, and they would then make them do moves. And But I liked playing with the old school wrestlers on that. It was it was fun. That is the least shocking thing that I think I'll hear you say. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. It's great being back together, guys. We it's will, all right. We will hopefully be back together again, timing permit. Uh, as Road Dog's schedule, is he some sort of big star? Or he just goes and eats a ton of bacon. Well, he's got a restaurant he, to run now. And he becomes the next PSA. I got to learn how to bake. Yeah, I'm, yeah, he dropped that again in the second commercial break. I, I don't understand why we have a commercial where a guy dies. I thought we were running we, an anti-sneezing commercial. We used to have a PSA week. where they were talking about, like, farting in your house. That's how we end the show, too. Right there. Road Dog farting in his house. You're listening to The Finishing Move live from Cobb County. Big John Radcliffe, Adam the Road Dog Gillespie, Chris Colwell. We'll be back with you guys next week from 7 to 8 p.m. But until then, 
Breakfast is on Road Dog Sunday in Athens. You just have to find him at the Road Dog Bakery. We thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See ya!